Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls, your IndyCar experience with Abby Meyer. And this week, we are joining forces with 15 Days in May with your host, Mike Knapp. Welcome, Mike. We, uh, I guess I can't really say welcome to the show since it's both of our shows this week. So welcome to my show, too. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's great to uh, great to be uh, working together on this. And uh, if, uh, you know, it goes really well, which uh, it probably will. Uh, this might be fun <laughs> to do on occasion sometimes. I know. Well, we always have a good time together. I don't see why we can't make this a more regular thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm 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 good for it. Yeah. I know you are. I know you are. So excellent. Well, this week we have got the mid Ohio race coming up. I'm I'm really uh excited. I mean, this is such a stretch now the second half of the season where you know it's nine races in the over the course of 72 days two week i think there's only two off weekends yeah um, from here on out so uh a lot of things can change um very very quickly uh in terms of who's hot who's not who you know makes a makes excuse me that's all right. Makes a uh, bless you by the way. Uh, makes a, a run up or down the the point standings. Um, you know, so th- this is I think where the the season, you know, really starts to uh, to take off. And uh, you know, while every race is critical on this schedule because you know how fast things can change, um, all of a sudden when you're ripping races week after week after week, plus with a double header weekend thrown in there. Um, there could be a lot of fun chaos between now and uh, the middle of September. There could be a lot of chaos, a lot of anarchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nine races left. I mean, it still is almost anybody's championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I also, and, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit uh, later, but I also think there's a couple people that might, you know, come from uh, a little further back in the field and, and make a big second half push and, um, I think we probably know who one of those are, but we can elaborate on that in a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love to to make assumptions about what I think different drivers are going to do. <laughs> exactly. <So>. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I'll do a quick overview of the race, and then we'll just get into the uh, the gossip. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So race weekend is this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Um, you of course can, if you're camping, you can get to mid Ohio and you can check in between 5 PM and 9 PM. Unless you are a season ticket holder, then you can check in earlier. Um, sometimes you can talk your way in early. Sometimes you can't. So don't count on that. (laughs) You know, I don't know why I haven't and and mid Ohio, because I've been there for, uh, I've been there several times, but I have no idea why I haven't camped for an Indy car race before. I don't know why either, because that's a really fun one to camp for. <laughs> exactly. It is exactly. a very fun one. Yeah. 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 So I've got to I got to put probably not till next year, but that one's got to be uh, mid Ohio or, or um, Road America, I think, need to be on that camping schedule. I mean, I say both. You know, there's those, those are our two camping races here at FCFG. So, yeah. Yeah. The official ones. Because um, what? The, yep. The official ones, which is always funny because um, <laughs> I don't really I don't really love camping. Um, Not a big fan of it either. Yeah, there are there are parts of it that I enjoy. Um, but for the most part, I camp out of necessity because what I really like to do is drink all day long at the track. <laughs> and so camping is the safest choice. Uh, yes. So that's how that's how I ended up a camper. 
Um, but it is really fun to, you know, wake up with your camp neighbors, drink coffee, you know, to kind of be there from sun up to sundown. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's got a, it's got a different vibe than just rolling up from the hotel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, we can see that. I, at the couple of times that, um, I did, uh, I think when I was working with, uh, John Comiskey a few years ago, I, um, drove from the hotel to the track and, it was maybe six fifteen in the morning. The sun was just coming up, and yeah, when I got there, it was just it was about seven, and it was just yeah. I I love racetracks either early in the morning or like um, late in the evening, like at Indy when practice or when qualifying gets over, and you know it's that time of day. And I don't know, there's just something about being at a racetrack when at when, that uh, dawn at those, or dusk hour. Yeah, yeah, like especially at IMS. I mean. I've been there for both, and uh, that's also a little bit, too, especially once it gets dark, it's sort of a little bit where the ghosts start to talk to you a little bit and everything, so it's, it's, uh, it's just always, it's always cool to be at a racetrack 24 hours a day, but just those, those little times uh, here and there uh, make it a lot more special. It really does. It really does. And Mid-Ohio is one of those tracks. Uh, Molly and I have alluded to in the past um, some some wild golf cart rides. There's a little <laughs> bit of magic that comes in at Mid-Ohio. So uh-huh. I said it in my blog post, um, which I'm going to give myself a round of applause. It is the second blog that I have written since starting Fast Cars, Fast Girls. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a talker. I'm not a writer. I mean, I can write. It's just not my preferred mode of communication, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I did write a blog about, you know, know before you go do a, did do mid Ohio like a pro and, um, yeah, there's, there's a few things that, that you just always want to say yes to at mid Ohio. And one of those is a golf cart ride. Someone says, do you need a ride somewhere? The answer is yes. (laughs) Bare minimum, bare minimum. You get a quicker ride somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, who it's going to be. Like it could be a sponsor, it could be a team owner. You just never know because sometimes people be on an empty golf cart and see you struggling in the heat, and they're like, "Would you like a ride somewhere?" And you just never know who it's going to be. You could you could end up in the paddock, you could end up in a hospitality tent. Uh, <laughs> depending on how your conversation goes, you just you don't know. So so embrace I, that that racetrack magic at Mid Ohio is how I feel about that. I I actually experienced that as a. Um, uh, at Mid Ohio a, a few years ago, because I was um, covering the uh, USF Four Series, and they had just brought on the sponsor who will remain unnamed, but they were the sponsor for the series, and they ended up just being, you know, kind of shifty. But anyway, so I, I just go to uh, get a couple quotes for a, a blog post I was going to write. And um, these guys, and, and the race was being sponsored by Rock and Roll Tequila. So all of a sudden, you know, we were having Rock and Roll Tequila, and they invited me to dinner. And then we went to this bar, and we drank more Rock and Roll Tequila. And next thing <laughs> I know, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and these guys are telling me they're going to make me millionaires. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You never know what happens at Middleton. You just line. never know. <laughs> you never know. Um <laughs> By the way, they did not make me millionaires, but uh, it was still it was still a heck of a day. But you know what? In that moment, they believed they were going to. And that's that's what matters. Um, Yeah, I learned that certain hospitality tents serve scallops on race day. Nice. Uh, Yeah. Um, And no, you cannot. I have tried 
there is no way for you to sneakily exit with a gallon of fresh scallops. Yeah, no. They, they, Cannot they be keep, done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I was all... like, these will grill up just fine. Back <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, it's just like, okay, we're hospitality, but we're not that hospitable. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so never say never say no to a golf cart ride at, at uh, Mid-Ohio. Yeah, but Mid-Ohio kind of does, I don't know what it is, of all the tracks I've been to, it kind of does have that throwback vibe. You know, I feel, I feel like there's a, there's more of a, um, you know, like a 70s, 80s, 90s vibe, you know, to the place where stuff would end up like that, where you get on a golf cart and next thing you know, you're getting hired somewhere, you know, whatever. I mean, right. it's, there's just... <laughs> It kind of brings back the the uh, the community and like and like the old school uh, racing feel, you know that that uh, that really drew me to the sport in the first place. Oh, a hundred percent. I described the camping as like a cross between a county fair and a music festival. There we go. Because uh, the vibe of everybody is very much like we're all here, we're family, we're all in this together. I mean, it's very midwestern, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the epitome of a Midwestern race. Um, Molly and I, the very first year we went, we had a lot of Twitter friends, but we hadn't met anybody in person yet. Yeah. And so it was so funny. Uh, well, not funny, but um, it was it was really nice. The first day we show up and this was way this was long before we had the Vangina. And so we were cramming our entire lives into Molly's little Honda Civic, which uh-huh. that in and of itself was a feat. I mean, every time we unpacked for camping, it was like watching people exit a clown car. <laughs> and it's just like, and this comes out and it's like, there's more in that back seat. There's more in that trunk. And our neighbors, which turned out to be, um, we ended up being friends, turned out to be friends of, friends that we knew on Twitter and all that, but had never met them from anybody sees us rolling up. Hadn't seen us at the track before came over, start a conversation. Is this your first time here? Yeah, it is. And they were like, all right, awesome. Well, if you need anything, you let me know if anybody gives you any trouble, you ladies, let me know, you know, and it wasn't a, you know, like we're like, like we're women and we're not able to take care of ourselves. It was just, you know, very nice guy next to us. And he was like, all right, it's your first time. I don't expect you're going to have any trouble, but if you do, you send him Joe's way. Yeah. Yeah. You always you always got to lean on the veterans when uh, when, you know, you need a little assistance with stuff because they know what's going on. They do. <laughs> they do. And um, yeah, I know it worked out well. We would ask people, OK, where should we watch this? Where should we watch this? So, yeah. So don't don't be hesitant about asking people for, you know, where you should maybe go and watch or check things out, because if they've been there for a while, trust me, they know all of the ins and outs. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just so many great vantage points to watch there. There really are. There really so, are. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. a 2.258-mile road course. It is a permanent road course um, in Lexington, Ohio, just a little bit north of Columbus. Not a bad drive from Indianapolis at all. It has 13 turns, and the race itself, the Honda Indy 200, is a total of 80 laps or 180.64 miles. And then the Indy Lights race is 35 laps or 79.03 miles or 55 minutes, whatever comes first. Mm-hmm. So, 
that's all I got for the uh, the boring, like, this is what the, the track is about. <laughs> well, I'll also mention that this is the 39th time they've raised. I saw, thank you to uh, uh, Chip Ganassi's uh, stellar Twitter account that uh, gave me that fact. It's that uh, they've been racing there since 1980, and with a couple of breaks for various things, it's the 39th time that uh, Indy cars have raced there. And I'd be curious where that stands you know on the list i mean indy is by far you know number one and second isn't even close but i'd really be curious to think about all the different tracks and how many times they've hosted uh indy car and, and see where mid ohio would fall in yeah um, where it would rank because you would think 39 would be pretty far up there yeah because you're thinking you know indy long beach and mid ohio are are you know three of the three of the constants on the schedule for you know, forever. So for decades. Uh, yeah, for decades. And, and uh, maybe Pocono because they, you know, got that early start uh, in the 70s and, you know, went for so long. But yeah, I'd be curious to know where Mid-Ohio would, would fit on that list. All right. So yeah, so 39 years, that is a long time uh, to be going to one track. But, you know, once you once you go there, you realize, oh, this is why. This is why we keep coming back and why other people keep coming back. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's always great, and you know you wish it would happen for some other tracks, but I mean the the proximity to Indy and um, just the the number of fans from there that can that can attend, uh, you know, a race at Mid Ohio compared to uh, you know some of the other places people can't make it to. It's it's kind of always been interesting to note that, with, and there are a couple of, of exceptions, but really the most popular and long-stranding races are the ones that are closest to uh, Indianapolis. So um, it's uh, hopefully one track that'll stay on there for a long time and, and hopefully uh, maybe crossing fingers or a couple in the area of uh, Michigan or somewhere else like that, that uh, maybe we could add on the schedule someday too. But cross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, but yeah, no, it is, uh, it is, it's an excellent track. That is for sure. Um, well, let me pull up if there were any fast facts or anything. Um, so in 2021, our race winners, um, Joseph Newgarden, and then three out of the four Indy Lights races, Kyle Kirkwood won. So as expected, as expected, uh, yeah. So while we're talking about him, let's mention, um, you know, their sponsor situation going into this weekend. Um, it sounds like he's, uh, he, by St. Kirkwood, is okay, uh, at least for the time being. Um, you know, I uh, don't know what's going to happen with uh, Tatiana Calderon, but uh, it just seems like a really bad situation with a sponsor who has done this before. And that's really unfortunate. It is really unfortunate, and I actually did not have the knowledge that um, Rocket had done this before, um, but it's just, it's shitty. Yeah. I mean, call it what it is. It's just shitty, um, you know, especially for the drivers involved. It seems like Calderon is definitely going to take the brunt of this, and, you know, when you plan a whole season and you're, you know, trying to learn and grow, and it's just... It's one of the things that's annoying about our sport. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I think Kirkwood is helped with his um, scholarship. Uh, sure, the car is helped with leadership, leader circle, 
money. And when you look at who his employees or his employer is going to be next year, I mean, it's um, pretty important to keep Cal racing. And it would not surprise me if, you know, there might be some fundage uh, coming from his future employer or someone, uh, you know, attached to them. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because, yeah, I, he's got to keep racing. And um, Yeah, somebody else who's invested in him continuing to race and hone his skill and do well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny how, you know, and, and I think he even admitted years ago that, um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of personal backing. So he had to keep winning to keep getting scholarships. And uh, now he's made it to this point, and now he just needs help uh, keeping going. So, uh, you know, just always a reminder that, uh, you know, no matter how good you are and in this climate and everything, sponsorships uh, can make a difference. And, uh, you know, it, it sounds like they've got a way to get him through uh, the end of the season. But then, of course, then uh, A.J. Foyt's, you know, going in the offseason season without a sponsor again, and um, they'll have to play, uh, you know, jump back on the sponsor merry-go-round again just to be ready to go next uh, next winter. Yeah, which I'm sure is not something that they're looking forward to either. No, no. I mean, it's one thing to have a couple good sponsors in, but then, you know, to get one to fully sponsor uh, your car, and uh, yeah, that's, that's difficult. It is. It is. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think for both drivers because, uh, you know, I mean, one driver is going to have a lot of uh, a lot of anxiety for the future, and the other driver might be thinking, "What did I get myself into?" But <laughs> but uh, he can, of course, look for the uh, greener pastures he's going to uh, next season if uh, he ever gets down about what's currently going on with him. That is true. <laughs> true, but yeah, well, and it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's. It's sad because it's, you know, even though Tatiana has not been, you know, she's not been making top 10 finishes or anything like that, you know, it's still exciting to have a woman in the field as a woman. Um, and, Absolutely. And, you know, and she has been getting better each race. You know, she's been making improvements and, you know, each race is a little better than the last one. And so it's it's unfortunate and disappointing to kind of see all that forward momentum come to a stop as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, yeah, like you said, it's really difficult if your track hasn't been um, IndyCar per se or or and I know drivers have come from everywhere. But, you know, you've got guys with F1 experience, you've got some of these. But, you know, it's such a monumental task uh, in your first year in IndyCar. And to, you know, do that with funding issues hanging over your head and. And everything like that has uh, got to make it even tougher. And when you're on a underfunded team, um, you know, and I argued that about Kyle Kirkwood that, you know, let's not um, evaluate him on how many podiums he has or top five finishes or, you know, to sit there and say, oh, he finished 12th in points. 12th in points in that car would be, um, you know, I'm just, where is he sitting in the in the standings right now? I don't know. Um, but I mean, yeah. he's 20, he's 21st right now, but you know, he's also had um, a couple of bad things happen to him. And, but the, the thing is, is like to look at him, you, you have to say, well, um, how would somebody else do in his car? Exactly. You know, and, and, and to be honest, the only person who has done better in that car 
than Kyle probably will is uh, Sebastian Bourdais. So, um, you know, but yeah, it's it's really tough to come into IndyCar under those kind of circumstances. And like you said, I think uh, Calderon has shown a lot of improvement after, um, you know, over the last couple races. And, you know, it is tough when they don't have uh, alliances and when, uh, you know, can't work with different drivers, can't work with different engineers because she's with a guy who, despite his massive amount of talent, is still going through this himself. So, um, you know, from a feedback standpoint and everything, uh, you know, it would have been better if they could have found like a, like a veteran to get them through. But so you really have to look at what they're doing in the car and are they keeping out of trouble? Are they not doing stupid things? Are they, um, you know, and then evaluate like that because somebody can have a pretty good year and then have had, you know, a handful of bad races and be that far down in points. And so, so yeah, you can't evaluate it on that. I, I think she's done a great job and I think Kyle has done all of what you know he's been advertised as as being and i mean for somebody like i I start watching him in uh usf4 i mean i knew he was going to be this good but uh you yeah. know to see him to see him out there competing i mean he's had some bad luck and uh you know crashed to texas and you know different things have happened to him but overall you know he's having a, a solid year and uh like i said it's going to be much different you know, once he goes through all these tracks uh, a second time, and that's why it's important to keep him racing through the end of the season. It really is. Um, it is. I, I completely agree with you. Um, and yeah, like you said about Calderon, you know, it's 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 hard when you're in that type of equipment, and especially when you're brand new. But, you know, when you look at things that are very objective, like she brings the car home in one piece. Yes. There is a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're on a, especially when you're on an under, underfunded team, the, the big deal is to bring it home in one piece. That's absolutely for sure. So, but yeah, no, that news dropping this week was wild. Um, so. I, and, es- and especially like you said, not knowing much about it. I didn't know that they did the same thing to Williams in F1. Oh, so right. I was and it, they did it too. Yeah, it and it was tens of millions of dollars. It it wasn't just you know whatever money Ooh. we're talking about here. So yeah, that's uh, some fuck you money right there. That's a that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. Um, so that was really surprising. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, mindset that team has um, coming into into this weekend. Um, so who do you think, uh, on the flip side, uh, who do you think is poised to have a good weekend? Well, you know, I was your drivers of, you know, our bigger teams. Um, you know, I think that Ganassi is going to do well. They typically do well here at Mid-Ohio. Um, so I would say, I know Dixon's done well, although it hasn't necessarily been, I don't know, he's been kind of up and down. Um, although I always say he needs a good warm up, so this is usually the part of the season where he starts turning it on anyway. Right. You can because never he, out. He always says, you know, and, and it's crazy to think, oh, he's not having a great season. And I mean, he's six in points. I know he's <laughs> you know? got the pull for the Indianapolis 500, but it's just, you know, when you when you think about what you expect for Dixon, it's like absolutely, oh. absolutely. But, yeah, <laughs> that does put perspective, though, right? He's still six in points. 
Yeah, yeah. And and as he says, and he's what, 60, right around 70 points behind. So, you know, he says he only starts get, getting worried when he gets 100 points behind. So mm-hmm. in his mind, he's he's fine. So, so yeah, if he can, you know, we talked earlier about a driver getting a hot streak going and uh, he's somebody that, that, uh, you know, he does well in uh, warm weather uh, and, you know, and so, and a lot of the tracks that we're coming up on, he's always done well at. Yeah, no, so Dixie, yeah, a lot of times they call him Mr. Mid-Ohio, which um, Molly and I usually make that a drinking game. Uh because you can never count Dixie out at this track. But I also think that, you know, Pelot's going to do well. Um, I don't ever expect him to not do well. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think he's going to be a force to, to contend with. Um, as far, I mean, you know, you can never rule out your Penske drivers either. Joseph right. Mueller there before. And um, I've also seen him spin out the keyhole on the last lap there before. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what gets interesting about this race is because it's an older racetrack, so it's a little bit narrower. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when everybody starts like hitching up their big boy pants and and uh, trying to make things happen in uh, the last ten or fifteen laps, that does become very very interesting. So uh, you it know that does. they uh, yeah. they do some rubbing and racing on those yeah. last laps. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, I I. I don't know what it, I, I've become convinced that right now, um, as far as this season goes, that that New Garden's the best driver in the series. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, and, and it's funny to sit there saying that because he's third in points. But you know, when you look at uh, the diversity of the tracks that he's won on, um, that type of diversity exists in the next nine races. So um, you know, I really I'm going to put him as my uh, you know, championship favorite uh, up to this point, um, just because, you know, first of all, uh, Erickson, Erickson has never been there, whether it's been, um, you know, in uh, IndyCar or F1 or anything like that. I, I don't remember. Probably he doesn't even remember the last time he was in a uh, he was in a uh, points fight for a championship. So, um, you know, we'll see I, because he's riding such a, a high in terms of confidence after you know winning the Indy 500 and the success he's had so um you know you've got experience and then you've got a guy that that's ultimately uh confident i think he's a lot com- uh, in a way he's a lot like Polo last year um you know in terms of the confidence that he carried and the fact he'd never been in a in a points chase like that uh in any car and and he was able to close the deal I think just because he just came to the realization that he was crazy good. So, yeah. but, but, uh, so you never know with Erickson, but I, I, I think I just like, um, I just like new garden for, uh, for the rest of the year. So I'll, um, I'll put him down as my, um, favorite, which subject to change, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Always subject to change. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause he could, he could not get out of the fast six and start 24th this weekend. You never know. You but that, have, honestly. Yeah. But that's what's so great about IndyCar. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who's somebody though, when, when, uh, who you think might surprise this weekend, somebody who's maybe done, had a little success at mid Ohio in the past and 
maybe, you know, uh, yellows didn't fall their way or different things didn't fall their way. And they haven't really on paper had the results, but if things fall their way that they could, that they could have something good happen for them. Well, you know, I always have to say my, my boy, Simon Paginot. Yes. He does hold the record for the fastest lap. Um, and Meyer Shank, I think has shown that they are, they are small, but mighty. Mm -hmm. Um, they they have shown themselves to be quite the uh, the powerhouse team, you know, despite not being one of the one of the big ones. Right. And, and I think that, yeah, it's like if all the pieces fall into place, I think that we could see another Meyer Shank win here, hopefully a podium. Mm -hmm. And I well, it, Yeah. And it, it, it's a it's a home game for them. You know, yeah. when you when you think about it. So I'm sure. Uh, they'll probably have a lot of sponsors there and a lot of uh, uh, other people. So, you know, yeah, they're I, I, I just think, yeah, Simon, um, you know, the way he kind of makes a push in the second half, um, it's definitely believable to think that he he could uh, he could make something happen uh, this weekend. You know what? I'm a, but I'm going to throw it out there for me. Um, one guy I just and, and I'm just desperately wanting him to have. Uh, a podium or a, just a big time race is, is of course, Connor Daly. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's led that race before um, going I mean, off sequence. He's done a whole bunch of different things. Uh, yeah. It just hasn't all fallen in place for him. Yeah, I think his best finish was fifth, maybe. Um, but it was but it was one of those years that it's like had the race been five laps longer, he would have been on the podium. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think you're absolutely right. It's a racetrack that he's very comfortable with, a racetrack that he's done very well on in the past. And um, and who wouldn't love to see an ECR win? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just waiting for, for him for that because he's just, you know, just the way he is. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, people kind of think I'm crazy when I say this, but I see him as like such a different person, um, both on and off the track than he was a couple of years ago. And I think it's just... Um, I wanted something good to happen to him just to manifest that, you know, because it seems like he's in better shape. It seems like he's a lot more comfortable. He doesn't beat himself up the way he used to. I mean, he just really seems like he's poised to do something um, special. But unfortunately, he's one of those guys like a lot of guys where um, they're also dealing with a ticking clock in terms of their contract or their sponsors or this or that. So, um, you know, you want to see I just want to see something really good happened for him. Um, I mean, good things well, have happened to him at Indy, but I want to see what happened to him someplace else. Absolutely. I agree. And I think that this is a good year for it because he has a full season. He's mm -hmm. not a part-time driver this season. And I feel like, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Just and all that time in the car with the same team, not, you know, hopping around and then doing ovals for a different team. And, you know, to have that consistency, I think is only going to do good things for him. Absolutely. And and I don't see why he couldn't win at Iowa. I mean, you know, just when you take jumping in a Carlin car and doing what he did there a couple of years ago. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty monumental. So, but yeah, to be with a team that's an, that's pretty much an oval focused team. He's with that team all the time. He's got a couple of drivers to work with. Um, you know, yeah, this, the, the Iowa sets up really, really well for him. It really does. Well, and speaking of ECR, you can never count out Renus VK. Um, yes. He's an aggressive little driver, and 
you know, and he he loves to he loves to pick up hardware. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he even he, I, you know, even if whether it's you know hardware in the term you know in terms of trophies or hardware in terms of in his body. I mean, yeah, he likes picking that stuff up. He does. <laughs> he does. I'll tell you, I would love to see you do really well. And I fell in love with this kid on media day for the 500. David Malukas. Yes. I, yes. He is very underrated um, because Kyle Kirkwood, you know, was kind of the big, the big rookie story coming into this season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then obviously we already know he's going to be an Andretti next year. And so there's already been, you know, so much talk and hype around Kyle Kirkwood that I feel like we've almost been a little neglectful for Malukas. And it would have been in Detroit, yeah, that he made it so far along in qualifying. And I just, I really like him. He's a, he's a fun guy, and I really like his aggressiveness on the track. I'd love to yeah. see the top 10 finish. Yeah, and... You know, especially once I found out he's a Chicago guy, that that also gave him some more cred with me. But yeah, <laughs> we we just see the way he's uh, really handled himself so far this year. I thought I thought he was really impressive at uh, at Indy. And again, like like rookies usually do, he hasn't necessarily had uh, you know the overall success uh, that you know you'd hope for. But you know, with, with somebody like that, especially somebody that young. Uh, you know, if you see glimpses of that future, you you know, you've got something. And uh, I think we're starting to see that in, in him as we're starting to see glimpses of of how good he can be and whether he can add himself to that list of, you know, all the good guys that are about that are, you know, under 26 years old. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just stacked. And, um, you know, what's that say about about people trying to to uh, get into the series, you know, down the road when you have uh, a lot of these guys who are really establishing themselves as, uh, um, you know, very good drivers for the future. Yeah. So, yeah. We've got a lot of potential future powerhouse drivers, um, which is is wild. I mean, we have a we just have so much talent in the paddock right now, period. Mm-hmm. And then yes. our class you know has so much potential that yeah it's a it is definitely not an easy series to break into right now that's for sure yeah and and i you know i look at a lot of the you know if you want to go back to pre-split pre-whatever and or even a little bit past that and some of the drivers who you know had success um you know that were winning and, and doing these things in the early aughts and stuff like that i think they get rolled in this series right now you know, no, no disrespect to a lot of them, but I think, I think that a lot of them would get rolled in this series right now, and that's no anything on them. I'm just making that as a case for how how stacked this field is. How stacked our field is. It's yeah, it's it's unbelievable how much talent, and which I think just you know makes our racing product even better. Um, yeah. On TV, in person, it just makes for exciting races because the talent level is so high um, yeah. that it does come down to those things you can't control, like how a yellow falls um, or, you know, a pit strategy. Well, you can't control a pit strategy, but sometimes, you know, how you want it to go is and how it goes. And then that screws up your whole day. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's so interesting, even as. You know, even looking at it as a casual fan, you come in and 
it's like, okay, you know, I'm not going to say that every single person in the paddock has a chance to win, but I'm going to say like half the paddock has a chance to win. Yep. And that's huge. I mean, when you're looking, it's like, okay, I'm going to say like 13 or 14 drivers have about the same opportunity to win here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, point to the fact, well, in the end, the top teams always rise to the top and that that's the way it is in, in every sport. So, I mean, you know, the best teams, you know, the Yankees are the best baseball team in the world right now. Of course they are, because they always are very good. You know, um, uh, Golden State had a couple bad years. Now they're the best basketball team on the planet. I mean, um, you know, yeah, those teams are going to rise to the top because they have the best equipment and they have the best drivers. But that doesn't mean that other guys can't come in, you know, and then to pull a, a since I'm hitting every sport here, I'll go with the NFL cliche of on any given Sunday, you know, and, and that's the way that's the the same type of uh, situation in IndyCar. Yeah, the good drivers and teams over the course of the year are going to rise to the top. But that doesn't mean that on on a given race weekend, somebody can't break through and do something special. Absolutely. I mean, I it it certainly doesn't mean that the big teams can become complacent because mm-hmm. literally any any race day a smaller team could give you a run for your money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back, you know, and back when I was, you know, following the sports and before a lot of people who were listening to this show were born, but, uh, you know, you go, everybody likes to talk about that golden age and it was, but you never had that really had that all that often where, you know, like, like you go in the early nineties, uh, ladies, early nineties and majority of the races would be won by, um, you know, Penske and, uh, and uh, Newman Haas and uh, throwing Ray Hall and, and stuff like that. But, but, you know, for the most part, it's, it's always been that way. Um, but that, that ever, you know, any given Sunday thing is um, what is the difference between now and, and that era, I think. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think it's a great time to be an IndyCar fan. Yeah. I just wish we could find more of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, people bring your friends to the track. They will have a good time. I promise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, I've I've uh, my son Kevin. You know, anytime I want to go to a race, if I say, "Are you in?" Yeah, I'm in. Let's go. You know, and, and then that all was because I took him to his first Indy 500 when he was about 11. So, yeah. um, you know, both my kids. Uh, you know, my other my other son Matt. He's an Indy 500 only guy, um, but that's okay because he's an Indy 500 guy. You know, and then, but, uh, but yeah, then Kev's my racing buddy and, and, uh, you know, we've been going to races together for 10, 12 years. And yeah, I mean, if we could find more people that could just get one more person interested and they don't have to be diehard fans. I think, you know, people think, oh, we have to find diehard fans. And it's like, well, you know, you're never going to find anybody that can watch every single race. You know, I mean, I even miss what, I mean, I go back and watch them later, Sure. But because I'm a ma- I'm a major fan, but you know, sometimes people miss races and that's okay. And if they just like I don't always have the ability to watch them live. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, I, I do have a day job that <laughs> work um so that they'll pay me and I like to pay my bills. And so every now and then it's my weekend and there's no way around it and it's a race weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try and plan my break accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, like quals or practice or different things. But, you know, for the most part, I know I'm just going to have to watch the race when I get home. Mm -hmm. And, Uh, you know, we could do a whole show and and I have my opinions on what can, uh, what can bring, um, you know, fans into IndyCar. But the biggest thing is just getting people exposed to um, the on-track product and and just how much fun it is to go to a race. And like you you don't have to be a super fan to enjoy it. And yeah. I love that you said that because I feel like there's a a portion of IndyCar fans that like to do that like to practice gatekeeping, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, if you don't know all of these stats and you don't have them at your disposal and you don't remember who won this race and blah 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 and this year and da 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 da, like then you're not a good enough fan to be a fan. Yeah, we're saying that you can just come because you like fast cars. Nobody's going to give you a quiz at the end of it. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, I, and, you, and I think. Or as not involved as you want, like all are welcome as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Just, you know, what did I re- respond to a to a Twitter uh, uh, post a couple weeks ago? It's like, you know, do you like having fun? You like drinking beer? You like being with friends? You can come to a race with me anytime because that's that's what we're all about. I mean, I, I'm a serious fan, obviously. I mean, I care deeply about the series, but, you know, if you're not having fun, there's no point to it. And so yeah. it's just, yeah. That should, from a fan standpoint, that should always be uh, the first thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, if you aren't having fun, what's the point? Life's too short to do shit that you don't enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. We've all been there. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, Molly and I say, and I will, I say, I'll still guarantee this. If you want to come to a race, come with me. And if you don't have a good time, I will reimburse you for your ticket. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll throw that out there to anybody too. Yeah, like I promise you have a good time. Yeah, since we're we're going out into the world of the internet with this, I'm I'm gonna say the same thing. I'll throw that challenge out there too. You wanna meet me at a race and and uh, and we'll see how it goes. And if you don't like it, yeah, I'll cover your ticket. Hell, I may cover your ticket anyway. That's how bad I want you to come to a race with me. Exactly. Yeah, money back guarantee. Because when my friend, uh, I had a friend of mine in Texas who I hadn't seen. He's a high school friend I hadn't seen in like 30 years and you know and he came and and uh, uh you know I bought his ticket <laughs> and he had a great time and and do I think that that uh you know he's gonna be watching every race you know every weekend no but I I do know that if I'm gonna go down to Texas at any time to go see the race there you know I'm gonna invite him to come with and probably he's gonna be there so Absolutely. I am before, well, in the before times, uh, (laughs) before COVID hit, um, when Texas was still going to be like a normal race weekend and all that, I had a cousin who was living in Dallas at the time Mm -hmm. and I had her all set up, paddock pass, like, you know, race ticket, the whole nine. Cause I'm like, girl, if you're living in Dallas and I'm coming in for the weekend, you're coming to the track with me. It's not an option. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I mean, she grew up, her dad's a race fan. Um, I mean, the whole family, I mean, my whole family, basically, my mom's side is all, you know, at bare minimum, they're Indy 500 fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, but, but overall, they're just race fans in general. A lot of them go to dirt tracks. Um, They'll, you know, go to cup races, Xfinity, IndyCar, just kind of, you know, just kind of depends on what's close and, and what the crowd is that's going. Uh, but, but yeah, it's like, I would never miss an opportunity to, to bring somebody new just cause it's so much fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's just like anything, you, you know, you get some get some beer, get some food and get some, you know, shiny fast cars, you know, going fast and gleaming in the sun and giving off that that smell that race cars give off that we all love. That's that's all I need. <laughs> oh, I said just, yeah, the smell of the fuel, the rubber. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. <laughs> people people are like, why, you know, when I say like I like when it, when cars come by because you can just you know smell the fuel and smell the tires and stuff and people are like what's wrong with you i'm like i don't know and i've been i've this has been the last 40 odd years of my life and i haven't figured that out either so oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what i mean i but i feel like that is a very relatable thing um you know if you're a basketball player a gymnasium has a certain smell mm-hmm I was a swimmer in junior high and high school. Actually, yeah, I swim year-round competitively. And so, you know, it's like anytime I walk in anywhere with chlorine, it's like I take a deep breath and and I'm like right back there. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's 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 the day of a meet and I'm ready to go. Um, and so I feel like it's a very similar kind of experience where you get there. It's like you smell the fuel, fuel, you smell the tires, and you're like, yes, this is IndyCar. Yep. Yep, Absolutely. So I know we don't have a lot of time left, so um, let's just uh, switch up and talk a little bit more um, about the end of the season. I, I didn't hear if you made a prediction of who your driver of the year is going to be. Um, I did not. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure. Um, give me give me our top five in the championship right now. Top five in the championship are... Uh, Erickson, Power, New Garden, Award, and Polo. And Scott Dixon in six. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Polo win this year. Yes. Of of those six, Polo, I would love to see. But I'll tell you what, I have really been enjoying the consistency from Will Power. Mm-hmm. And- it would kind of make me happy for him to come and win a championship, you know, with all the years that he's been in IndyCar, he's one of our veteran drivers. I would love to see him come and win another championship just to be like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. Cause when you look back at it, you know, before he won his first championships and all the time times that he was getting so close, you know, but crashing at uh, Fontana, the you know, whatever that year that was. And some of the things that he's had happen, and you're just like, yeah, a guy, a guy this good, you know, should probably have, uh, uh, you know, more than one, more than one championship. And I'll tell you why, why else I would like to see him win the championship is how much fun would it be to watch Liz Power celebrate a championship? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it would be so much fun. Well, and especially now I say, you know, Bo is just cute. As yes. Getting him to hop in the fountain at um, Detroit and. You know, it's like I want that's that's all the content I want. I want the, you know, Astro Trophy with Bo holding it. Yeah. Yeah. Because for, for some of the people who, you know, have only like really seen uh, Will's wife, you know, at, at races and chewing on bottles and, you know, all the stuff that, that, you know, she does to deal with her nervousness. She is one of the sweetest people you could possibly ever meet. Oh. And 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 that that and and she is so you know she's so proud of Will she's so into Will and you know and and he is with her as well and just to 
you know, see them celebrate a championship, especially with him, you know, at, at this point in his career at, at his age would uh, would be a really fun thing. I have to admit. It really would be. It really would. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I mean, she, the two of them together, I, I absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could not be any nicer mm-hmm. uh, at all. And, and here's my, all right. So here's my freebie tip. If you ever are in an autograph line and maybe it's a day where willpower has not done as well as he would have liked. And maybe he's in a little bit of a funk. Mm-hmm. The quickest way to get willpower out of a funk is to ask him about Liz and or Bo. Yeah. Because yeah. there are a few things in this world that make him happier <laughs> than Liz and Bo. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so there's so a free pro tip for anybody. If, if Will's in a little bit of a funk, you just say, how, you know, how's Liz? How's Bo? Da, 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 da. Get him tar- started talking about Bo. You'll be good to go. Yep. Yep. So see, there's, there's a tip. You, you listen to the show, you get free tips. I, you know, there's, there's nothing better, uh, better than that. So, um, well, maybe we'll have a separate show on Patreon and you'll have to pay for those tips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's go for that. So, uh, cause, cause they are worth their weight in gold. So they are, but today, <laughs> cause you, you're saying Joseph Newgarden, right? Yes. And then who do you, who are you thinking for rookie of the year? You know, it, it's hard to say because I, you know, it, it's, uh, what's a rookie. You know, there's there's people who, you know, have that R next to their name and they're, uh, you know, more experienced than other people and, and all that other kinds of stuff. But uh, it might end up being Malukas. I mean, or, you know, but then again, I'm looking through the through the thing. I was just down on Malukas and I scrolled up and there's Lungard. Uh, you know, it's just going to be um, just such a amazing battle down to the end, because I think. Uh, you know, Malukas is only 17 points behind Lungard. So, yeah. you know, and and uh, and then, you know, Kirkwood and, and Eilat and a couple of those are a little further behind. But it looks like uh, unless something changes drastically, we're we're looking at a two man race for uh, rookie of the year. But, you know, I'll tell you what, I've liked uh, Lungard a lot. Um, I like saying his name, especially if I, you know, accent it a little bit like when I say Lungard. You know, right. which, which I'm guessing, I'm hoping that's how it's pronounced, and nobody's offended by that, let alone Christian himself. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but he has really, he has really impressed me, and and uh, and I think he's he's going to be another one of those drivers that uh, is going to be, uh, you know, good for years to come. So another question, I guess, to to ask is, so of the drivers that are kind of points wise sitting there in the midfield. Um, who do you think could actually get hot and make a run um, at least at top three in points by the end of the year? Um, I think, I mean, I think Will Power is going to finish top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's going to finish top three. Um, other Other drivers that may, like, edge their way in. I don't know. I mean, Scotty Mack, if he kind of gets his shit back together. Yeah. That's a possibility. Um, yeah. What do you think? Um, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Rossi. 
Oh, um, I would love to see that. Yeah. I would love yeah. Rossi to win a championship. Man, he has had the absolute worst luck at Andretti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He it, it, I I and and just a lot of it wasn't even his doing, whether it's getting involved in crashes or or the um which could also be a, a topic for um for another show is just the this complete failures sometimes on the part of his pit crew and just I mean so many things you know I don't I don't know how much better he's gonna be uh you know in his uh situation next year but um you know but hopefully some of the things that have plagued him that weren't his fault don't go along with him you know (laughs) could necessarily drive any better but if he has a consistent pit crew yeah. That doesn't continually cost him races. Um, I mean, he would have two Indy 500 wins if it wasn't for his pit crew. Mm-hmm. And he'd probably have a cha- at least one championship by now. At, I mean, in 2019, don't get me wrong, I certainly was not upset that Simon Pagino won. But no. that infamous, you know, the year of the infamous pit stop where Rossi was like slamming his hands on the steering wheel because it was like 14 seconds long or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, and it's like when they got to the end and, you know, it was so close and Simon's trying to break up the air and it's like, it never should have been that close. Right. Right. And, you know, his form this year has been, um, here I'm pulling out, uh, European words, but, <laughs> but yeah, overall his form has been pretty great. Uh, you know, when he's had the chance and he's had a good car and, um, you know, everything is, has worked for him. Um, he's driven the way he normally drives. So I think it's just um, a matter of I'm just looking up his his results for this year. Uh, I mean, you you look at since uh, finishing 11th at Indy, he's uh, or I mean at the GP, he's finished fifth in the 500. He's finished second at Detroit. He's finished third at Road America. So uh, you know you're talking what he could do, you know, and and I mean he's, he was in such a hole after the first two races and then all of a sudden he's whipped together three pop top fives and five top tens. And, yeah. uh, I, I, I think this is who he's going to be the rest of the season. I think so. It's almost like as soon as he knew where his new home was going to be, like once that was buttoned down, that all of a sudden he like breathed a sigh of relief mm-hmm. and, and it's like his driving got better. And and I look at it, even though he's leaving, I mean, you know, he's been around a lot of guys uh, on his crew who have, um, you know, been with him for a while and, and worked with him. And I'm sure he's got a really good relationship with all those guys. And, it you know, I'm sure they're all sitting there and saying, hey, you know, let's just let's just go out big. You know, if this is good, if the end of the season is the end of this, let's just put our heads down and, and uh, you know get our stuff together and, and really go out as, as winners. And, and, uh, I, I think he's reaching the point. He's, he's realistically, I think he's reaching the point where he was, uh, you know, in, in 18 and 19 and, uh, you know, getting podiums, getting wins, uh, you know, I, I just think that, yeah, he's, he's the guy to watch the, uh, the rest of the year. Cause it's hard to believe that it's been, um, three years since he's won. Yeah, yeah, that's just obscene. So, (laughs) well, let's real quick go with um, podium for this weekend. Uh, 
So podium for this weekend, I'm going to say... Hello, award, Pagano. Okay, okay. I'll be I'll be a little bit of a contrarian. All right. Because um, <laughs> you went you read that one off again. Pillow power and. Or you know what? Oh, you know what? I said award, but pillow award and power. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll probably end up going with uh, with one of those guys. Um, you know. Um, I have to go with power because, you know, he's on my fantasy team. And and, and while I'm at it, um, I just want to ask, because I haven't looked at the standings, who's leading the fantasy league right now? Is it still you? Oh, what? It is? Oh, my God. I, I, I haven't looked in like three weeks. I put my picks in. I'm just like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I don't. I'll have to double check, but I know it was you for a while. I thought you were being facetious. I'm like, are I, you right I am. I am being facetious. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to be a dick about it, Mike. <laughs> this is how people don't get invited back for fantasy next year. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just keep my head down and keep quiet, and keep doing my job from oh, now on. Fine, you're fine. I, uh, <laughs> oh, I've managed to do well enough each year that I like get my money back and then a little bit more Uh that I do poorly enough that I still get to pick pretty early in the draft. (laughs) I've I've kind of found my sweet spot. Uh Yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, it's you. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Well, my, my podium, I'm thinking, um, well, I was going to say the best part about if you end up being the overall winner, aside from the bonus money, is that you also get to lock in one of your drivers from this year's team. Ooh, a little more so, incentive. It is, it's a very good incentive. And that only, it's not for every first place. It's not for the conference first place. It's just for the overall winner. Overall. You get to lock in one driver. Okay. So. Okay. A little, little something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so getting back on topic of my podium, let me scroll through here a little. Um, in no uncertain order. I mean, I have to pick Rossi because I've been, you know, playing him up this whole and this whole episode and New Garden because I've been doing the same thing. So those are mo- my two guys, and um, I am a massive Alex Plo fan, so I'm going to recuse myself from him, and uh, I'll go with Award as well. Okay. Yeah. So, who do you think's uh, first out? First out. Um, <laughs> can I be mean? Uh, always. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's another uh, that's another podcast episode for yeah. down the road. You know, he is a very nice guy. Oh my I, gosh, he's so nice. He's so nice. Um, it makes me feel a little bit bad, but only a little. Yeah, he is so nice and he's good on ovals like he killed it at Texas. I will I'll admit that like I'm not going to poo poo somebody when they actually put up results. He killed it. at Texas, But these road courses are still throwing him for a fucking loop. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I think, yeah, I think he's going to, um, you know, he has a chance to do something special at Iowa or at um, at Gateway. But, yeah, the rest of the schedule, he may as well just hand it off to somebody else. 
right? <laughs> but I will say I respect this about Jimmy Johnson. He does not get in the way of cars that are racing for position. Correct. Correct. I mean, I, yeah, I have all the respect for him as in the world as a racer because he, you know, that's who he is. He's always been a clean racer. He's always, um, you know, tried to do the right things. I don't remember him, you know, blatantly uh, wrecking people, you know, in his cup days. I mean, he just, he just. Yeah, been one of those kind of drivers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've always, always respected him for. And, and to do this, at, at, you know, I mean, and I'm just a little bit older than him and, and thinking about taking up anything new. I mean, not to mention, you know, climbing into a completely different thing as far as a race car, but even trying anything new um, is, a is you know, it, it takes a little, uh, uh, you really got to talk yourself into it, you know, when you, when you reach a point uh, in your life and, and especially uh, the success that he had as a cup driver. I don't think, his IndyCar career is going to tarnish that at all, but I totally respect him for for making the jump and and really giving this. He's given it an honest effort. I mean, he's given really? it. You know, he hasn't. He isn't just showing up on race day and just being like, "Okay, guys." You know, I mean, he he does the work. So he is trying to improve, and you know, he hasn't quit. He hasn't said this is too hard. Um, so, but yeah, no, I think that's probably a solid guess for first out, though. Yeah. I, uh, I'll i even go one further and say, I bet he spins it in the keyhole. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that I get a front row seat to it. Um, so, but you know what? I'll tell you what, if you take, uh, if you take, uh, now granted, they drove different cars in the 500, but, but uh, Jimmy and Tony together would be, you know, somewhere, uh, what? 160 some points they'd be they'd be top 15 in the standings by or in the points by the, if you combine their two together so yeah that's interesting <laughs> and tony had a great 500 yes yeah he did he did all right um i think i'll say my first out uh is sato just because it's sato. sato yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> which that's all going to depend on where he starts in the field, how aggressive he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I fully anticipate seeing at least one driver get punted into the keyhole in the first five laps. Yes. Which is one of the reasons why I love sitting in the keyhole. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. So, all right. Well, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. So, uh, of course, you can find everything related to Fast Cars, Fast Girls on the website, www.fastcarsfastgirls.com. Uh, you can link to all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, we do it all. By we, I mean me. <laughs> uh, so make sure you check that all out. Uh, and, of course, if you're going to be at the race this weekend, we are having uh, – I'll be there with some friends, The uh, some – some people from the pain tour and their families and we'll be hosting the traditional FCFG unplugged event, which is our nice way of saying it's a big old party. There you so, go. Uh, is family friendly from six to eight. And then after that, you can keep your kids there, but that's up to you. I just can't guarantee that the party will remain family friendly. <laughs> it has become kind of a tradition that the Meyer Shank racing team comes over, including Mike Shank, uh, and usually they're drivers, so it's a good bet that if you come over and out, you're going to get to see Simon Pagano, Elio Castroneves, Mike Shank, 
Um, of course, Maddie, their wonderful PR person, uh, and a few other crew members. So make sure to stop by. We also, also, if you, you know, have never met Big Sexy, aka Tim from uh, Aaron McLaren SP, he is um, on the crew for the seven car. And of course, he and a couple of the guys usually make it over as well. So make sure to come check that out on Friday. I'll put more details on our social media. But again, everything, fastcarsfastgirls.com. And then, Mike, where can everybody find you? 15 Days in May. Um, it's on uh, Twitter, on um, Instagram, and gosh, where are there I have? Facebook? Uh, Facebook, yes. Yep, so um, just a lot of uh, all the usual places, I guess, is where you can find me. So, um, And also my blog, uh, 15daysinmay.blogspot.com. There's nothing new up there right now, but I plan on putting something new up uh, as the weekend rolls along. Excellent. And uh, we will link to that. I'll make sure we link to that um, from our website. Awesome. So, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and hopefully see you at the racetrack.